0: These are the confessions of American Christians recovering from American Christianity. This is the world we made. Hey, this is Nathan Robertson, your humble and obedient host, joined by Pastor Jacob Menzel for World We Made Season 2. We're talking about fatherhood. Last episode, we began a discussion with Pastor Tim Bailey on the subject. And we discussed the decline of fatherhood and of manhood itself in the Western world and what that means for us. Now it's time for us to take a step back and ask some, some really basic questions like, what is fatherhood? What is the fatherhood of God?
1: Well, if fatherhood means anything, it means sonship, right? <laughs> how can you have a father without a son, daughter, children? Mm -hmm. And so, first of all, what we see in the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is we see the eternal generation of the Son from the Father. Now, these are deep mysteries. It's hard to understand how God can be immutable and eternal and yet be eternally generating his Son without his Son having a beginning. But this is what the church has taught us. And so, we start, with the commitment to be fruitful. And then through your Son and the Holy Spirit to bear fruit and more fruit. Jesus came and was the seed that was planted in the ground, and that he being planted bears much fruit. And so we have to start with that. We have to start with having faith to generate sons. We don't eternally generate any sons. It's, it's, it's a point in time But it takes a lot of faith today to have a son because first you have to get a wife. And as you know, Nate, that's scary, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and Jake and I know just as well as you how scary that is. Right. Uh, And so I would start with that. I would start with saying that fatherhood is love. God is love. God is. The father from whom all father gets his name. God is love. And, oh man, nobody, nobody gets love. No one. Because you either have these social justice idiots that talk about love as if it's something that they can just throw off in a half hour meeting. It's just such a joke. There's no love in them. None. And then on the other hand, you have... Crusty conservatives who say, I don't want to hear about love. John Lennon sang about love, so I don't want to hear about love. You know, love, love, love. What's love?
0: I'm pretty sure love is all you need. It's easy.
1: As Christians, we have to forsake both of those errors and we have to say that God is the Father from whom all Father gets his name and God is love. And we have to define and live the love of god the father and that love is a fearful thing and a tender thing at the same time and so god is fruitful he bears sons many sons through his son and he is love and that love there's not an ounce of sentimentality in it not an ounce What a terrible thing to be cheap about love, like all the social justice people are, and then to face God and to see your sin and have a cheap view of love. Well, God, here I am, and and I know you just love me just the way I am. And you hear it from him, and it almost makes you want to just say, I will never use that word again, because it's such a disgraceful thing. God's love is unbelievably costly, and it, it... It caused him to send his son into the womb of the Virgin Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, through the birth canal into a manger, and then to suffer humiliation, mockery, hatred, murderous plots, the betrayal of his own disciples, being single his whole life, desiring a woman as you and I do, but not able to have one. And then the charade of a trial, the false witnesses, and then being taken out of the city and crucified naked. And then his father forsook him. And that's love, that's the love of God.
0: For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life.
1: So you ask what fatherhood is, and that's fatherhood. It's bloody, it's hard. And so, you know, we look at God's love. We want to cheapen it so that it's just as cheap as America. And so when we hear love... It's just the cheapest thing in the world, but the love of God is Christ, his son, hanging on the cross. Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so you start with fruitfulness. You, you move on to ma- making many sons through through the blood of his son. You go to love. You go to long-suffering, patience. You go to omnipotence. You go to jealousy. Here, God is jealous. So, I don't know. Those are some just preliminary things about the character of God and what we're supposed to be. But we're supposed to want fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to want children. And man, when God gives you children, ho, 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 never, 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 never has there ever been a greater gift given to anybody, which we don't deserve. Every father looks at his first child and he goes, <laughs> God gave me a
0: child? So, God's love and fatherhoods Sounds like a pretty good deal. You could say that. Well, that raises an obvious question, which relates back to last week's show, actually, which is why would God give us such crummy representatives of his fatherhood and even the best of our own fathers? Which is why you proceeded to ask him that very thing. I sure did. I had a father who had a father who was a drunkard and wasn't there. And my dad was there, but he also wasn't. In a lot of ways yeah, emotionally yeah. Yeah, yeah. and spiritually. He just didn't put in a lot of time.
1: Well, yeah, I knew your father very, very well. Mm-hmm. And it is true that your father had great difficulty Knowing how to give to his sons what they needed from him. That's absolutely true.
0: And there was a point where I very much uh, hated him for that. But yeah. I, I've come to see how scared he was. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't
1: not pity that. And be sympathetic.
0: Yeah. My idea of God has been fixed since then. And it's something that I was just fighting this morning is my feeling that God doesn't want to hear my prayers, that he is cold and callous. And it's something that I know is an ungodly thing to think but my gut still thinks it because god is i think god is like my dad
1: yeah all of us see god like our father and that's one of the most destructive things that feminism has given us is to teach us that god reveals himself to us as the Father from whom all fatherhood gets its name, because that's helpful to us, because we've had fathers, and therefore we know how to approach God as a father. And it's that's exactly the opposite. The fact is, your father and my father were only fathers insofar as they accurately represented God the Father Almighty from whom all fatherhood gets its name. And that's an important point theologically. I will not go into more at this point, except to say that when you say that you have trouble praying because you suspect or intuit, or feel, or fear that God has the character and the inability or the disinclination to listen to you that your father had at times. You're simply the way all of us are. All of us think that God has the negative attributes of our dads.
0: So why did God let me have, and why does he let people all over the place have such a A poor representation of him. Such an inaccurate, as you say, representation of him. If that's not an impious question.
1: (laughs) No, it's not impious. Have you ever known a homeschooling family that has lots of kids and the father's a god to the children? Yes. And they might not like him, but he's a god and his wife treats him like a god and everybody in the church thinks he's a god and his wife is a goddess and the whole church bows at the altar of this family that are perfect you ever known a family like that? a few yeah and it's not me right no although that does happen with me at times but i try to blow that bubble up as quickly as i can it's
0: actually not for our listeners it's not you
1: well but i'm saying i am admitting that in the church It is occasionally true that people will have that confusion about me. But we all know families that that burnish their image and never stop doing it, Mm -hmm. right? So let me ask you, does that please God? No. Why doesn't it please God? Because it's hypocrisy. Well, let's let's assume it's true. Let's assume they are every bit as good and perfect (laughs) as they communicate to everybody they are. No, it wouldn't because God's jealous. He will not share his glory with us. And so guess what? There is no father who is... Good. That's the whole point of Jesus' story, you know, where he says, you know, which father of you, you know, his son needs some bread, and you give him a stone. He needs some fish, and what you give him a snake, yeah, you know. And then he says this this unbelievably liberating thing, and this is in the book Daddy Tried, where. He, I mean, it's in the book Daddy Tried. It's in the Gospels, for heaven's sakes. But I do talk about this in the book. He says this wonderful thing. He says he says to the men listening to him, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your hev- Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask? Who ask. Who yeah. ask, yeah. And so my my point is that God is jealous for his own glory. And so your father was perfectly helpful to you because your father showed you that he is not God. And God does that with pastors in every church, elders in every church, Titus 2 women. He does it with the heads of Gospel Coalition and Together for the Gospel. And he does it with Billy Graham. He does it with John Piper. He does it with everyone. God makes our sins obvious to everybody. My sins are obvious to you, okay? And you're not sitting there going, why? Why do you have to do that? You know, why aren't you whining about having me? I'm pathetic. So apparently it's not really so much that you mind it with me, but you mind it with your father. And my guess is it's not that your fact that your father is a sinner that you mind. My guess is that it's the fact that your father didn't love you. And it doesn't matter because I love you. That's true. That's the way God sets things up. Some men have been so harmed. You know, I remember talking to your dad about growing up in Connecticut, the awful violence of his his childhood and the hard scrabble life he lived. And I've known a lot of men who growing up in that climate have a great difficulty loving. And so you have to remember what the Bible says. The Bible says here in his love... Uh, Go ahead, finish it. Come on. Herein? Herein is love. Yeah, I'm using the King James. This is love. Oh, not that we first loved? Not that we loved him, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Mm. And so I don't really think that you should be disappointed or angry about this. I think what you have to constantly do is to learn the truth of God's love for us to learn the truth of God's love for you. And you won't see his love nearly as much through his kindness, probably, as you will through his forgiveness. And as you see that God is not finding fault with you, you know, I love that statement in James. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who provides bountifully and without finding fault. And it's such a tender statement. Or in 103, like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them who fear him, for he knows our frame that we are made of dust. And when you start hearing things like that, you realize, oh, okay. and, And even if I didn't want to pray to him, I really don't have anyone else to go to. And that's Peter Ward. Who else are we going to go to? You alone have the words of eternal life. You know, you don't have a lot of options, Nate. It's God or nothing. (laughs) So you can not like it any way you want. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know something, Nate, when you have children and when you wear leadership on your shoulders, it will be a great comfort what Calvin said that he didn't send us angels. Uh Because then you'll think, well, maybe my work is worthwhile even... though I am such a sinner. That's what pastors face every single time we go into counseling appointments, every time we make a house call or a hospital call, every time we get in the pulpit, every time we serve the communion, every time we administer the sacrament of baptism. God intentionally did not send these people angels. And so I'm qualified. You, You have to have more hope. Your father... In his, his difficulty in loving you, stayed most of his marriage in your home. And he worked hard in counseling sessions. That he didn't like being in, and your mother didn't like being in. I don't know what what did we have five, ten years of those sessions, and they were excruciating for all of us. But it was work, and it had to be done. And I have seen your father happy with you and proud of you. And so we remember the gifts that God gives us, knowing that we deserve nothing good from His hand. And then you you forget about this issue of all the all the different failures you see in yourself and your dad, and you just remember what you really need to believe is that God loves you and that he's merciful. That's what you need.
0: Produced and Executive produced by Jacob Mensel and Nathan Albertson. You can find more great content at warhornmedia.com or find us on social media under at Warhorn Media. Next week we take this a step farther. We talk about how fatherhood is bigger than dads and kids. Stay tuned. everybody if you enjoyed today's program be sure to go to patreon.com forward slash out of our minds where you can sign up to support out of our minds which is the home for the writing of tim bailey and many others on our very own warhornmedia.com it's also the home of this very podcast also be sure to listen to me and jake's other podcast sound of sanity each week jake myself our beloved engineer ben and the kooky denizens of sanityville take you on a kaleidoscopic, comedic journey through sex, family, church, culture, and pop culture. There's skits, songs, debates, and some good old-fashioned preaching, all designed to remind you that you, Christian, are the sane one. It's them that are crazy. It's a show that's come a long way from its humble beginnings. I really love it. Check it out. It drops every Tuesday on warhornmedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts.